We have a dream. We have a voice. This is the Anchor Nation. The Anchor Nation. The Anchor Nation. The Anchor Nation. Hi, I'm your host, Kevin Touch, and we are the, the Anchor, Anchor Nation. Nation. Hello, Anchor Nation. This is Kevin Touch, the host of Anchor Nation Community Radio, and we're back with another episode of the Anchor Nation Podcast, episode 83, with Wes Moss of the Live Moss Podcast. Had a great combo with Wes. He's a great guy, great father. He works at Florida International University helping students and athletes, combined student-athletes, to get to their next destination and just really create an atmosphere for them to succeed in life. Hope you guys enjoy the interview. And as always, check out the West Moss Podcast on iTunes, Anchor, and all podcast platforms. This is Kevin Touch, the host of Anchor Nation Community Radio, and we're back with another episode of the Anchor Nation Podcast. Episode 83 with Wes Moss, and without further ado, Wes introduce himself. Hey guys, uh, thank you so much for having me on today. I can't tell you how excited I am to be here. Uh, really interested in getting into podcasting, so uh, this is one of my second opportunities to be involved with this. I'm really excited to be here and ready to go. Awesome, Wes, and I'm definitely going to have a great time and just enjoy the show. But for question one, how do you promote your message on social media? Well, I actually have uh, two different brands that I'm working on currently. I have a personal brand uh, mm-hmm. that I that I use all the networks in terms of social media branding. And then I have a, a university brand here at uh, Florida International University. So I have two different basically images that I'm trying to, you know, to push forward for the personal brand and for my professional brand. I actually have a strategic plan that I put in place about six or seven months ago uh, that focuses on the social media calendar of about important events. Uh, that are upcoming, both whether it's in a personal venue or a professional venue, uh, to where I can take advantage of the opportunity to have social media um, and to use the attention that I can get through it uh, to promote our message of being student-centered, of being available, uh, and providing service back to the membership. Yeah, it's it's definitely great that you're experienced with the personal brand and the FIU brand, which we'll get a little bit in the occupation side later. But my, my follow-up question is, what is the, some challenges with the personal brand you've been experiencing or, or some good things? Well, I think from a challenging standpoint, um, it's just staying on top of the technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, as things continue to evolve, one of the things that I try and make a, a part of my daily routine is to, one, interact with as many people as possible to see where the attention is going. But two, just follow the metrics that are out there in terms of what platform is getting the most attention uh, and why. And then trying to tailor my message to going towards that, uh, the things that have benefited from it, the collaboration that I've been able to gain, not only here in the state of Florida, but across the country, uh, has been exponential just based on the fact of tracking and following attention and then trying to provide a service on top of it. Right, right. And definitely technology in the landscape, and it's ever-changing, evolving. Just keep it on top of that to know what's the right metric, what's the right analytics for you to target your audience will definitely be uh, get you in the long long way down the road and put your brand at a new level for sure for, for question two though we talked we just referenced uh, your FIU what is your current occupation I'm currently assistant vice president and the director of the student athlete academic center at Florida International University uh, where I oversee all of the academic support provided to our student athlete population uh, as well as several special projects within the campus landscape uh, about communication interaction and collaboration no, it's definitely, it's definitely interesting how you talked about student-athletes, and we'll, we'll touch a little bit on that as we get closer to question four. But, yeah, I think, I think it's crazy how when you get to that level, 
there's definitely challenges. And my follow-up question and question three at the same time is, what are some challenges associated with your occupation? I think the biggest challenge that I face, and, and I would assume most of us out there face the same, the same specific challenge, is just time. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of how much time I allot to, to projects, to communications, uh, to the things that are obviously, you know, whether it's a personal thing, uh, being family time or professional thing, uh, being meetings or associations, just finding enough time in the day-to-day landscape uh, to create uh, the projects and complete those projects. And just as importantly, you know, in the day-to-day landscape, it's never the same in my rule. Every day right. is different depending on, you know, what's going on. So, for example, for us, we're in a very uh, a great time for us to regroup, refresh, and, and kind of recharge our batteries in the first summer semester. But we're quickly coming up on our uh, second summer semester where all of our freshmen will arrive. So we're going to bring about 90 kids on campus here in the next couple of days. Mm-hmm. And there you know, 90 kids that have never you know, been in a college atmosphere before. So it's uh, the onboarding process, getting them acclimated to their surroundings while they're obviously new and fresh and, and you know, meeting new people. And they're really excited. So there's just going to be a lot of challenges uh, around that. So just the day-to-day is never the same and just trying to find a way to uh, to stay on top of everything uh, with the, the ever-changing climate. Absolutely. I think time management and just the time aspect is key because at the end of the day, you have a lot of responsibilities to juggle and you got students coming in from all the different backgrounds in the world because it is a well-renowned campus, not just in Florida, but around the country. And, and my actually next question, which is a perfect segue, how is working with the students and being in a field of education help you understand the youth better? The, the greatest thing about my role uh, here at Florida International University is that uh, I get to interact with students on a day-to-day basis. So mm-hmm. every, every single day, uh, I get to interact with multiple students to be able to gauge their, uh, their surroundings, the climate that we're providing here in our center, as well as just how their experience has been within our programming and other programs across the country, or excuse me, across campus. Um, but with that, it's been able to help me stay grounded in terms of where our students' attention is. Whereas in, in some different roles that I've had in my, my past, you know, the, the drifting away from students, you, you miss what they're staying on top of, you miss what they're, they're using and they're actually collaborating with. So in this role here, I'm able to interact with students on a daily basis so I get to see where their attention is, how they're communicating with each other, and it helps us tailor our message to our student population by just using the platforms that they use so that we can stay on top of that cycle. Yeah, it's definitely interesting how you're communicating with different students, different backgrounds, and, and finding a little bit about them and what they know. And my follow-up question would be, what would you say was the best experience you've had with a student athlete you're in the athlete department? What would you say is one thing or one memory experience you had talking with them that just really impacted you from what they said? Well, uh, one that would stand out, um, it was probably in year two. I've been here at FIU now for four years. Mm-hmm. Uh, in year two, we were able to, to make some substantial changes to our programming right. to really focus on the culture uh, that, that we want in our program and to get the, the feedback from our kids on you know, what we're doing well, what maybe we could be doing a little bit better. And, and taking their feedback, we were able to change some of our programming uh, to, to benefit our student athlete population. And I met with a group of kids uh, that were graduating. And right. although it was, you know, a, a great time, uh, they had pulled me to the side and just said, Hey, you know, uh, we wish we would have had you four years ago to where, you know, the staff had the support that they needed to be able to do their jobs. The culture had shifted to being a student friendly uh, environment. The kids wanted to be in the program. And so although they were leaving our university, just them sharing with me how excited they were for the changes that were happening that the administration had bought in 
uh, to providing the support to the students to make sure that they were successful. Um, but the simple fact that they felt good our unit, uh, that they felt you know good about meeting with our staff, that right. their needs were being met, uh, and more importantly, that they felt they had a voice, uh, just meant a lot to me. Yeah, it's important, I think, that the student, uh, parent, almost like a parental guidance, that, that conversation, that guideline happening, it can really show development of what can be done in their four-year cycle or the next four-year cycle. And just having that open dialogue will really show the, the strength and unity in the university. And it's another great segue into question five. What would you say is the most important impact you have seen from students of all different, like freshman, sophomore, junior, just being both an athlete and a student, what would you say has changed the atmosphere and also this being the academic side as well? Well, we sat down uh, and when we were looking at the, the strengths and the weaknesses of the program mm -hmm. uh, and just we made a, you know, a conscious decision that no matter what we do, uh, every action that we take day in and day out is going to be with the intent of what's best for the student. Mm -hmm. Um, and so the relationships and the connection that we've been able to build over the last couple of years uh, has been the biggest impact because, again, you got a lot of these students that are coming onto our campus for the first time. Right. Uh, many of them uh, coming from out of state or even internationally, and they, they don't have that you know, parental figure here with them day in and day out. And sometimes they just need a little reassurance or a little help. Um, but we made a conscious decision that we were going to build our platform on relationships and communication. And by communication, we say communication with urgency. Uh, and basically what that means is, is that our kids understand that we're here for them nights, weekends, holidays, uh, that, you know, what all they need to do is reach out to a member of our staff and we're going to be available to them. And throughout the, the process, our, our kids have learned that, you know, we are going to be available. We're going to be consistent in our approach uh, and that we're going to make sure that we maintain those relationships because at the end of the day, the relationships are what matter. Yeah, and that's, that's a great point because at the end of the day, you're right, like you said, is you can do many things and whatever they accomplish is great, but building relationships in a sturdy college and building their futures and having that parental guidance will really almost act like a barrier in a good way in the sense that there's no barriers at all. It's open communication. You can network. You can talk about any problems. And, and would you say, has it just improved in the past couple of years when you've been working there since kind of the ever-changing at the university? What's the experience like? Just That's actually a perfect question. What's the experience like working for the school such as FIU? And then I'll, I'll give you a follow-up question, just that first part, though. So the experience, um, you know, like many people, when I first uh, was approached by FIU about the opportunity to work here you know, and doing some research, I think it takes people by surprise on how large and just how grand this university is. Mm -hmm. We have enrollment over 55,000 students and so, you know, over seven campuses and just wow. having so, so much depth, uh, uh, you know, of just sheer massive size and content, you know, it can be a little overwhelming at times right. because you'll go to meetings and never see the same person twice. Um, but the, the one thing that I, what I take about FIU is everybody's working for the same common goal. We have a phenomenal president. Uh, his leadership is, you know, is easy to follow because of the fact he's, he communicates it well. Um, he makes sure that he enforces and endorses the things that he needs to do to make sure that his staff has the resources to be successful. And he's actually, you know, he's someone who works with empathy and compassion. So it's someone who's easy to follow, you know, but as you work through FIU, one of the things that you find is that it can be a very exciting environment because you're surrounded by some of the highest ranking professionals in the business of higher education. Right. And everyone constantly kind of pushes each other because of the competitiveness, because of the uh, everyone wants to get better. And in this environment, it just fosters uh, this ability to want to grow and to challenge yourself. Uh, 
and then have the resources around you that when you do, you know, challenge yourself professionally or personally, that you have the support built in at the university that's going to allow you to have that kind of success if you're looking for it. Yeah, I basically was going to ask you my follow-up question. What was the experience like at a more well-renowned university like an FIU compared to a community college? And and I, I think just having that push, that extra drive to know that some of these people are here, they have PhDs, they have doctorates, they have incredible um, skills to give to these students. It shows you that you can put the pressure to in a sense to work together, have fun, and still be in this environment where you can still get things together done. I think any college that can do that and give a successful ride to the students and their staff, it definitely goes a long way for sure. Yeah, it's an exciting university to be a part of. I would encourage anyone that's in the area to stop in and take a look. There you go. There you go. Definitely. We'll plug that at the end. And and for question seven, now back to some of your branding ideas. What are some uh, your – Future plans. I know you talked about. It. What are some future plans uh, with the uh, branding of the personal and the FIU you like to share? Well, I got some some probably the best advice I had gotten in terms of branding I received from uh, our athletic director when I was at the University of Arizona, mm-hmm. uh, a guy named Greg Byrne. He's now currently the AD at the University of Alabama, and basically one of the things he taught me was to brand yourself before someone brands you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I looked at that and I really took a hard look on how I could do that through the social media platforms that are out there. That's where the strategic planning and kind of the social media calendar idea came into kind of came into fruition. Uh, but over my evolution in, in branding and in terms of how forward facing I want to be, the, the one thing I've had to stop and stop doing is just worrying about what other people think when I'm putting content out. Right. You know, so, for example, creating a podcast, this is something that, you know, I've been thinking about for five or six months now. And it's always been the uh, the inherent concerns of how am I going to sound on you know audio? Is it something that people are going to respond to? Mm-hmm. Uh, do I have enough content to be able to put out product to where uh, an audience is going to take it in and actually consume it? And I just got to the point where there's so much good stuff going on out there that uh, I just have to stop worrying about the quality of it. Uh, to be able to create content, put it out on the platform, and just see where we can take it. Yeah, and that's a great follow-up. Would you say, with the experience of you personal brand, that you take you value quality more over quantity in the past couple of years, or just a couple of months even? For my personal brand, more so than the professional brand, I am extremely focused on the quality of the content that I'm putting out. Gotcha. Uh, I will I will spend more time looking at the personal uh, lens of, of what is going out into the world. Um, for the professional brand, we're doing so much more around just trying to push content out, uh, when we're dealing with over 400 student athletes and then our campus community, you know, trying to provide content is the main concern, but yeah, personally, it's definitely something to where I spend a a lot of time looking through the lens of how this is going to be consumed, how people will receive it. And it is something that I spend a lot of time on. Yeah. I think doing that and making that conscious decision to focus on the quality of your personal brands. And it's right. You, you have to. Brand, you don't want someone to brand you and take that this position decision into their hands. You want to do it first. And doing that by making those conscious decisions and putting the best effort forward to put the quality out there, it will make you look good in the forefront as well. Whereas the professional, you're right. It's, I mean, it's 400 kids in your student-athlete program. you got 55,000 kids in the university. And it's different. It's different and like you said, no two days are the same. It's different tasks, different things, and how you manage that, that's totally understandable just to – and in that terms of getting it out there, still have good quality, but also realize that it is a professional brand and, and a lot of people work on it as you just develop and personally grow. 
And for question number eight, how has your family supported you through the journey? Well, I, you know, from the time I was young, um, I, I was blessed to have two parents that were extremely caring and involved mm-hmm. uh, and more importantly invested in me. Uh, and maybe, you know, to the point where they created this, uh, this great sense of comfort and the fact that they believe in me and instilled, you know, that confidence in myself that as long as I'm acting, you know, in the best interest of people that I'm always doing the right thing. Uh, and I'm going to make mistakes, but they've always been able to, to show me that they were going to support me even through the mistakes that I, I've made. Um, but even currently with my family now, my wife and my two kids, they're, they're, uh, they're just phenomenal uh, listeners. They provide great feedback, uh, but they also just give me a lot of confidence and support me in any of the initiatives that I'm going to take on, uh, no matter how large or how small. And they just give me that, again, that self-confidence that, you know, whatever I'm going to do, I'm going to do the best of my ability. Some people might like it. Some people might love it. Some people might hate it. Uh, but they, they just make me feel incredibly comfortable in, in the actions that I'm taking. Yeah, I think, I think having a loving and supporting support system and knowing that you're involved with your parents in the upcoming task or upcoming future goals you had definitely puts you at the edge because in a good edge is because you have a better position knowing they got your support. And with just a quick follow-up uh, question, would you say that experience also helps you just not with just the students, but overall with your staff too, because it's just that more family environment? I would. And so one of the things that we've tried to create here is an environment where, you know, like we said, it's going to be student centered. Uh, but we firmly believe in investing in our staff, uh, that if we provide them uh, the resources and the support and the culture that they need, that they're going to turn around and provide that back to our students. Uh, so we actually created a program internally. You know, we have our own you know, human resources programming on our campus like everyone does. Right. But we created a, an extra layer to it in, in terms of our student athlete academic center called SAC Cares. Uh, and that program is based on a holistic approach to where we we really dive deep into helping our staff feel that this that everything that we do uh, is to provide them with professional development support to get to where they want to be in their careers. You know, whether it's flex scheduling or providing additional days off so that they can get out and refresh and regroup. You know, we try and take the same mentality of, you know, how would your family treat you in, in, in times of stress or in times of you know, difficulty? And we try and bring that into the office to the best of our ability. That's a great that's a great approach to have, because the more people you can treat like family, the more unconditional support and love you'll show to the student athlete, the staff. And and overall, it makes the experience great. And then, and the fact that you have learned from great parents and you've learned the right way to do things, it definitely makes you more more inse- more sensible to what's going on rather than criticize or be open to, uh, to judgment. So I think it's important that you just keep that open mindset. And it's great that you have there, Wes. And for question nine, if you could collaborate with anybody in the world, who would it be and why? It could be dead or alive. Well, I actually, I have three that I could throw you it. and And they're probably going to be the same. Well, probably three that people on this platform are, are following or, or would collaborate with at the drop of a hat. It would be uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, yep. Jessica Alba, and Jeff Bezos. Uh, so for different reasons, you know, with Gary and what he does in terms of social media and engagement uh, and how everything that he does in terms of providing a resource to people in a service without trying to get them to pay for his knowledge and his experiences. I mean, obviously, Jessica Alba has created uh, you know, a dynasty in her world in terms of you know, marketing and content and production. And not a lot of people know about it in terms of everything that she does in her world of entrepreneur uh, and, and building businesses. And so for her, it's more of how have you done so many different things and kind of stayed out of the limelight of a Jeff Bezos, who's created something from nothing 
uh, and going back and looking at the early days of Amazon where he was openly mocked about the product that he was trying to create and his one room little office that he was working out of to what you know Amazon is now and everything that it's going to become. Um, but even more importantly for Jeff Bezos in terms of why I want to collaborate with him, mm-hmm. he's got a model out there of work-life balance um, that I believe, believe in greatly. Uh, so his concept of it shouldn't be a scale where you're trying to balance your work life and your prof- personal life. He sees it as a continuum of, you know, your work life should flow into your personal life. Your personal life should flow into your work life. And you need to achieve the opportunity to be able to give everything you have in both venues, not trying to determine which percentage you're going to give each way. Uh, that's something that I absolutely agree with. And it would be a great opportunity to sit down with him and, and go through that knowledge base and, and learn more about it. Yeah, that's important. You mentioned uh, all three, actually. I think we'll start with Gary Vee. He, he is the number one answer on this show. I mean, everybody seems to vibe with him and what his his talents are. And then uh, Jessica Alba, building those businesses, building that empire, and really just going full-fledged into acting and building an empire at the same time. Shows the time management shows it. And then, of course, Jeff and what he did with Amazon, I mean, it's incredible just to think that, you know, even five years ago, what what was Amazon even like? I mean, it was just a building process. And now here it is, as we speak, in 2018, and it's an empire. I mean, it, it's everyone's favorite spot to get anything in the world. And just how his work ethic and model and business model is, it definitely inspires you to collaborate and find your approach as well, for sure. And for question 10, what are your goals in the next five years, whether it be personally, your professional life, anchor, just anything you want to share? Well, I would say it goes back to that idea that Jeff has, you know, put out there in terms of having, a, you know, this be a, a continuum, not a balance. Right. You know, I would love to, in the next five years, you know, be a better husband, be a great father you know, and with my family to be able to continue to work on, you know, making sure that uh, my wife has everything she needs. You know, my kids are you're being, you know, great kids and doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, professionally, uh, I really, I put a lot of focus into communication in the last couple of years, and I'm going to start putting more into it. I think there are opportunities out there for us to continue to engage with not only our students, uh, but our peers and collaborate in different ways through modes of communication, like podcasting, mm-hmm. like blogging and things like that that are available to us. Um, so I want to get better at that. I want to learn more. I want to continue my education. Uh, I want to step outside of my comfort zone more and take chances on doing things like a podcast and doing things like going out and meeting with more people and trying to expand that network. Uh, and with Anchor specifically, uh, I want to learn how to get better at this, you know, to, to figure out uh, what are the, you know, the best products and services that, you know, that you can use to make your podcast the best, learn how to brand it and market it to the people that I want to get out and serve. Uh, to make sure that this product is being used to the best of its ability so I can reach as many people as possible. Yeah, man, I think that's important that you are taking that approach too, not just for your family, for your yourself personally, building that personal brand out, but for your students, you're thinking about your students too. What could this be as you experience this journey into podcasting? What could this be for the future because of technology, because of the way our market's changing? What can they do beyond school when they get into the real world to really hone it on their craft and hone it on their marketing technique, even of their personal brand. So definitely you going through it kind of like that parental figure and explain to them when they ever need that, that call you're right there. So it's good that you're kind of experiencing the student of the game mentality and then executing for sure. Absolutely. And our final question is what is one thing you like to tell the anchor nation that they may not know about you? And it could be a fun fact. Uh, so fun fact about me, um, 
I have lived through every major disaster that you can think of. I've lived through several different hurricanes, oh, wow. earthquakes, tornadoes, um, and thankfully have made it through all of them unscathed, maybe a little damage here and there. Uh, but I've lived through every major natural disaster you can think of and come out on the other side okay. <laughs> there you go. I think we'll leave it at that. I mean, definitely with the, the hurricane season down there, it, it, it can be rough. I, I definitely could attest that, although I'm not from there. Just the eastern seaboard has got to be on high alert when it gets to that time. But thank you, Wes, for coming to the shot. I appreciate your time, my man. And as always, before we go, you like to DM your social media before we head out so people can find you? Absolutely. So, uh, Wesley Moss, you can find me on any social media channel, uh, specifically on Twitter and on Instagram, at Wes D. Moss. And uh, I'm also available on Facebook as well as LinkedIn. Awesome, Wes. Thank you. And as always, to the Anchor Nation, thank you for giving your undivided attention, as always. And Wes, my friend, it's been an awesome time. Thank you again. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Hi, Anchor Nation. This is Kevin Touch of Anchor Nation Community Radio, and I'd like to say thank you for listening to the Anchor Nation podcast. If you'd like to book an interview or DM me on Instagram, follow me at the Anchor Nation. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, it is also under the Anchor Nation. Thank you for listening and enjoy.